Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Oh yes, you are very much close enough to Pins. It has to be smart enough to get the joke. It kind of like shaves my arm a little bit. They are uh, both breathing equally hard at this point. And so in this case, five times three is 15. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, oh, not magic. I'll just keep going, it's fine. Has anyone ever expressed love to you? Anyway, okay. you cut his head right. in half. Listen, I'm a professional damsel catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're back with some fresh adventure for you. But before we get to that, we'd like to spotlight an organization that you could help. The Bail Project. The following is from bailproject.org. On any given day, nearly half a million people languish in jail cells across America waiting for their criminal cases to move forward and severed from their lives and communities even though they have not been convicted of a crime. People in pretrial detention now make up more than two-thirds of America's jail population. They are presumed innocent under the law, yet they will suffer the harms of incarceration unless they have enough money to pay bail and buy their freedom. This two-tier system criminalizes poverty and is a structural linchpin of mass incarceration and racial inequality. 
It affects entire communities, devastates families for generations, and guts the presumption of innocence. Ensuring that the harms and disparities of current bail practices are not recreated under new systems must be the centerpiece of pretrial reform. The principles in this framework seek to guide and support such efforts with the goal of restoring the presumption of innocence, undoing the harm of mass incarceration, and confronting racism and inequity. As we look to a future after cash bail, it is clear that transformational change will require a clear commitment to move past the incarceration paradigm and reimagine how society responds to poverty, mental illness, substance abuse, and violence. These commitments must not only be aspirational goals, but also be pursued concretely through investment in restorative justice practices and alternatives to incarceration in those communities with the highest need. Such is the demand of the present moment and the opportunity to achieve the vision of an America where freedom is truly free and all people can thrive. In short, the Bail Project seeks to reform our pretrial systems and reduce the human toll the process takes. One of the services they offer is a revolving bail fund that helps keep people in their lives and with their families while they await trial instead of incarcerating. Once the trial is over, the bail money is returned to the fund so it can help others. To date, they've paid bail for over 10,000 people. Check them out for yourself at bailproject.org and lend them some support. Whew, now, I don't know about you, but it's been a few weeks since we've done this part, so I could use your help. Say it with me now. Let's hit it and crit. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the gang succeeded in defending Blackbeak Academy and its headmaster from Elder Zone's forces. As the fight came to a close, so did the eyes of headmistress Edin Rop, as she fainted from the exertion of keeping the force field up for an as-of-yet undisclosed amount of time. Cassian, always quick to aid a falling damsel, caught her and gently gave her a sip from the decanter of endless water. Regaining consciousness, she opened her eyes, settling them on Eowyn, and saying, Oh, our little Corvi has returned. And that is where we pick up. Olash and Yarfik are off untying the civilians from the corpse of the troll, while Cassian, Eowyn, and Ildov, currently in the form of Calvin Klein, are all arrayed around the headmaster about 20 feet from the school gate, which is no longer barred by the energy field. Headmaster Rop continues speaking to Eowyn and says, You... you disappeared. Where did you go? The, the study session you were to oversee was a disaster. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope they were able to pass their test. Um, look, I was sort of swept up by a goddess, transported via a rose petal teleportation type deal. I think they were rose petals at the very least. Uh, because I was a part of a prophecy. Um, basically, we went to Versailles, defeated a... Oh, God. Oh, this is a long story, isn't it? Basically, I and the rest of the Von Diemen's Venturing Syndicate have been tasked with defeating the evil which is leading the cult, which has just been attacking you. We defeated the head evil part of it, but uh, now there's... Well, now there's other stuff to worry about. How are you? Oh, you're really here. It really is you. I, I thought I was losing it for a moment. I, 
I could have sworn I saw a nine-foot-tall demon cut one of those snake people's <coughs> heads in half. Ah, yes. The mind be... plays tricks in extreme situations, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, uh, help me up. Yeah, oh. <clears throat> Maybe time to right. pray Akbe the Ildshe. What? What? You know, <laughs> the shield. The shield to keep the demon out of the city. How about that? Oh, right. we do that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, listen. You weren't hallucinating. That was a real demon. Um, one of the issues we're dealing with is a demon um, who has buried a... Wait, do I know that it's a book? Uh, you do know that that uh, that Shydov is looking for a book. Yes. But you don't know that it's buried, I think. Uh, no, you don't know it's buried. You just know it's somewhere on it, within the grounds right. of Blackbeak. Well, so it's, it is a real demon um, that is looking for a book somewhere on the school grounds. So you were very right. That was a demon. You're good. You're not losing it. <laughs> Wait. What? Where? Where is it? Where? Where did it go? What? It went. Down it turned into a place. hunk. Oh yes, that hunk over there. Let, let us introduce you to Calvin Wait, Klein. This this one standing directly in front of me. You're a. Yes. Oh well, hello, ma'am. <laughs> uh, how do you do? How do you do? The pleasure is all mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, she God. she swoons a little bit back into Cassian's arms, oh. but then catches herself and says, uh, "You'll have to excuse me. I just barely got my druthers back about me." She sort of begins dusting herself off and looking around and going, "Um, so what? Are, what? What are you doing here?" Ah, uh, what? Oh. Well, we needed to stop the demon from getting the book, but the demon had a quite a big weight. The demon <laughs> held something <laughs> over us, and uh, I, so we had to bring the demon here. Uh, we're also try, we're, we're hoping that you know a way of separating a demon from its host, because we're a bit of a fan of the host, but not the demon. If that makes any sense. You do realize that, like, that Shydov is standing right there and listening to I'm you, right, right here, right? yeah. Yeah, but you know we don't want you to take over Ildov. You know that. <laughs> Fair. Um, just making sure. I kind of like this cards on the table thing we got going here. I gotta say. I didn't realize that was a secret. You knew that we don't want you to take over. Hold up. <laughs> That's not a secret, <laughs> is it? I'm sorry. What? Uh... It's not like we know a way this to is... do that. I don't. I. We shouldn't overwhelm this poor woman here. Ma'am, may I escort you to a place where you could get some rest? And uh, as you say that, she has started, uh, she's done brushing herself off, and she's looking around, and you can see as as she's sort of looking to the side, tears are welling up in her eyes. Uh, she says, Oh, gods, look at all this. There's so much to do have to rebuild the village and I'll have to contact the families of all of the the students. Oh, uh, well, uh, well, we'll help you take care of that, ma'am. Oh, um, yes, thank you. Uh, of course, Cassian, you know how to build things, right? <clears throat> what the, <laughs> what in all of our travels together would have given you <laughs> any impression that I know how to build uh, well, things? I'm an expert tunneler. If you need any tunneling done, I'm absolutely a man. I guess I guess I just thought there wasn't anything you couldn't do. Wow. Uh, Ildov, I, hey, I see what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> the charm is oozing off of right now, just like like CK1 right in your face. God, if he wasn't so hot, 
Why can't? Why do you always have to pick the sexiest alter egos? I I don't have time for for your squabbles at the moment. Okay, I need to I need to get back inside. I need to get to the doors of the Goge, and I need to convene with the professors. I need to speak with the students. Um, yes, well, maybe may I just suggest that we put that barrier back up, though, in the process of doing that. I'm rather important we don't let this um, hunk, did you say, into the grounds of the school. That's the preferred term. She, uh, Cassian, she puts her hand on your shoulder and leans in to whisper to you. I'm, I'm not... I, I don't think that I can still power it. I... I kept that barrier up for 12 hours straight, and I'm pretty well tapped. But I, well, I can, um, but if I get inside, I can get one of the other professors. That's the, the, the general, that's mm-hmm. sort of the general defensive measure is that we take four hour shifts from inside, but when this all happened, I was already outside the gate and it was all I could do to save everyone else. I see. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. And may I just say, marvelous job holding out for so long. Um, is there any way you... Okay. Okay. Let's let's do that then. <clears throat> uh, Ildov. Shydov. Shydok? What are we calling you now? I truly can't remember. Um, uh, Cassian, the name is Calvin Klein and you know it. Uh, okay. I, I have to I have to do a mental separation here because if I start thinking of you as Calvin Klein, my mind goes in just directions that we can't I have to focus. Why don't you uh, do a quick survey of the blast site and we can start figuring out how to uh, do the, the rebuilding. Uh, I'm just gonna sort of um, uh, help this this uh, lovely creature back to her uh, place of residence. Uh, I'll come on now. Not to and, uh, call Headmaster Rob a lovely creature. I'm so sorry about him. It's uh, Cassian roll deception. Uh... <laughs> Ildov roll insight. Oh, for Ildov, I, I thought you meant because she's not really lovely. I was like, Sam. What are you <laughs> no, 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 she's. Wow. she's a, I thought that too for a second. She's a total Helen Mirren type. Um, Fuck God, me. I gotta remember how much bonus I get to deception. Oh. Uh, shoot, I'm just, I'm just realizing now, I think I might still be holding Aja's tear, right? Uh, I mean, is the, the battle is over, you would, have, or the, you would oh, have sheathed, sheathed it by it. this point. Does the, um, deception thing still apply when it's sheathed? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. That did not, um, did not hurt at all. Uh, so, deception, um, I got, a. Uh, 32? Oh my god! Ildov, what was your insight (laughs) roll? Oh yeah. 31, Uh, excuse me. It was was a hot 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, we all know a hot 10 adds 25. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, Cassian, uh, having gotten this this clandestine bit of information from uh, Headmistress Rop, uh, you give this sort of command to Ildov, and uh, Ildov, you see no ulterior motive within. Okay, sure. Cool, and um, I begin, uh, you know, getting us towards the um, the walls, you know, as quickly as I can without, uh, you know, causing undue distress to the, to the headmistress. Sure, sure. You um, throw your arm around her. She puts her arm over your shoulder so you can help her walk. Um, and... Uh, 
Eowyn, what are you doing? I'd like to stay with Headmistress Rop, if that's okay. Yeah, I assumed as much. I just wanted to make sure. I'm going to also sort of say quietly to her, uh, is there any way you can get a message to the other faculty so they can be ready to throw the barrier up as soon as we're in? Um, I, I can try. As I said, I'm, I'm pretty well spent on most of my arcane energies, but we shall do our best. Totally understandable, if not just a thought. Meanwhile, Olash and Yarfik, uh, you are untying the civilians. Uh, there is a human male uh, and a, uh, a gnomish woman. And the human male is the one who is on the front uh, that Olash hit with her axe. Um, so he's still bleeding. And uh, he's actually, he's unconscious, uh, but still bleeding. Uh, Can I the... try to do a medicine check to stop the bleeding? Sure. Go ahead and roll some medicine. That's a 19. Uh, with a 19, yes. You uh, tear a strip of cloth off of the, uh, the troll and use it to uh, sort of tourniquet the wound. Um, and then you do your best to sort of clean clean it out and uh, it staunches the bleeding. So he is no longer bleeding, still unconscious. Uh, we'll have to get him away from the troll here. I don't want him laying around and waking up to that. Um, but you go through the motions of untying each wrist and, and each ankle. The uh, gnomish woman uh, sort of uh, like pops up immediately as, as soon as she's free and says, uh, uh, thank you, um, Bye. And just turns and <laughs> wait, wait. bolts for the forest's edge. Wait. Uh, I'm not waiting. This was terrifying. <laughs> just tell everyone the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate saved you. I heard Do they I... were assholes. We're no. not. <laughs> Do I hear Yarfik doing... Are doing promotional work and does it warm my heart? Uh, you absolutely hear it. He was yelling it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whether or not it warms your heart is up to you. It does. Uh, meanwhile, you still have this uh, this dude. A little prideful tear in my eye. <laughs> uh, you've got this dude uh, with the the leg wound, which is no longer bleeding, thankfully. He's a little. He looks a little pale, probably because he lost blood. Um, he's got like auburn hair, uh, mustache. Uh, like, well, you know, big bushy, but, but well-groomed and sort of shitty-looking clothing, not not because it was shitty to begin with, but because he was probably a prisoner for a while. Can we try to rouse him somehow? Sure, what do you uh, want to do? I have a little water. I can give him some water and kind of just bring him to, not slap him around. But, you know. So you want, to, you want to pour water in his mouth? Yeah, kind of just, yeah, refresh him. Sure, sure. Uh, give me another medicine check. That is a an 11. Uh, with an 11, you pour water in his mouth uh, just a little bit at a time and try to do that, like, throat massage to get it to go down. But it just, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work out. And he doesn't, it doesn't stop him from breathing or anything. You sort of notice that it's not working and tip his head to pour the water out um, so that it doesn't impede his breathing, uh, but it does not does not rouse him. I'm going to pick him up in a fireman's carry and carry him toward the wall. Okay. So you heave him up, uh, which you can do easily, um, and go over towards the wall and the gate. Uh, Olash, are you following? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you both make it over. Pick up your javelins first. <laughs> oh, okay. I that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you can do that. You, you were probably doing that while Yarfik was trying to rouse this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cassian, uh, with with the headmistress in tow, is moving relatively slowly, so the two of you make it over uh, so that you can all sort of enter at the same time. 
meanwhile, Ildov, you've gone now to inspect the building foundations to see about rebuilding efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other four of you uh, move your way in, and uh, Olash, uh, they they sort of motion to you to push the, the large wrought iron gates open, uh, which you can do easily. Okay, then I, I do that. Yep, good. <laughs> and um, you all... While- they're not really paying attention to me right now, right? Not at the moment, no. Great. Um, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Okay. And um, and just kind of head in t- onto the grounds. Okay. So you cast invisibility on yourself uh, and just follow along right behind them as they've opened the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all go Wait, whoa, whoa. But she was a ways away from us when that happened, right? I mean, I thought we were trying to get the barrier up as soon as we came in. Yeah, but it's not up yet. I don't think there's necessarily enough time for that. I, we have to make our way into a building, contact another high-powered faculty member, all that jazz. So, she, so she wasn't able to get the message off in the end. She, she has not been able to do anything. She is tapped. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So you all enter uh, Ildov to to the rest of you, unknowingly, about twenty feet behind. And as you are walking towards the, uh, the large marble building, the, the one in the middle of the three, you see uh, two people uh, coming towards you. Uh, and as they get closer, they're moving at sort of like a, like a half run. Uh, it looks like a half elf and a half orc. And they've got this like floating stretcher-like device between them. Um, and as they get closer and closer, A, when you recognize them, uh, this is Professors Antony and Tylo. Uh, professor Anthony is the conjuration professor. Professor Tylo is the divination professor. Uh, Anthony is the half elf. Tylo is the half orc. And they sort of run up as soon as they see your cadre. And uh, the half orc says, uh, Headmaster, uh, we saw the barrier come down and we saw you fall, so we came as quickly as we could. Uh, are you all right? And she responds, I am now. Thanks to these fine folk, Caslo uh, Gar. We've a hard road ahead of us. Where are the students? And Professor Anthony responds, We've gathered everyone and confined them in the basement classrooms. All professors and teaching assistants are standing guard. I hate to sound like a broken auditory illusion here, but uh, could could can either of you put the barrier up? Uh, Professor Rop turns to you at this point and says, I understand the necessity of that, but my first and primary goal is the safety of our students, and I have to make sure that they are all okay. Yeah, this plays into that. Trust me when I say it is directly related. Yes, I understand. I also don't know if this person is a student of yours, but he is completely unconscious and needs a medic, and I lie him down. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back and make sure that door is closed, and I'm going to go and try to close the door behind us. Okay, so you lay him down. She looks at him. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, Now, Professor Caslow, if you could please take up powering the barrier. I'll make sure you're relieved in the next four hours or so. Uh, Professor Tylo, uh, I need you uh, to come with me. We have to go and address all of the students. For the rest of you, uh, whatever it is you need from us will be dealt with in time. We we have to attend to our own first. Uh, I'll ask that you all remain in one place until we've gotten this situation under control. Uh, Eowyn, your rooms, you'll you will find them as you left them. That's probably the best place to go. Oh, good. All of you, thank you so much. Please come see me later in my office. 
don't, don't forget the part about about the about the demon. Yes, that's quite no, that's crucial. Why I just sent Professor Caslow off to power the barrier to make sure that this person who is with you for whatever reason we definitely have more to speak on in that uh, will not be able to get in okay but we yeah and as we're saying this i'm gonna look to make sure that ildov is still you know off where i sent her okay uh roll perception and that is an 18 uh you look off and you can tell that the area you had originally pointed at for her to go uh you don't see calvin klein damn and you would know if his abs were there, and they are not there. <laughs> damn it, damn it, he could listen. all... He, she, they could already be inside the grounds. This is... Uh, you were half looking to check if they were still there. mean nothing. Half looking to get another taste. Yep. <laughs> My motives do not enter into this alien. <laughs> Mental picture for Cassie and Spank Bank. Ooh, um... Anyway, uh, Professor Caslow, the half-elf, uh, trots off over to the do- uh, the gate. Uh, Yarfik, just as soon as you've closed the gate, he takes up a stance and begins, uh, like, he does a-, a couple of ritualistic movements with his hands, and then you see this energy pour out from his hands into that blue gem set in the gate, and the barrier slowly rises uh, until it encases the entirety of the school and him as well. I, la- I turn to him and I say, thank you for that... Um what we're worried about and is a demon that looks like this. I describe Shyok to him. Uh, they were traveling with us. We're trying to keep them out. They may be a part of what's going on. So keep your eyes peeled. All right. Also, they're a pretty flawless shapeshifter, so don't count on them looking like what he just said. Uh, he's not anywhere near you, Cassian. Oh, oh! I didn't realize we were different. He's, o- he's okay. over by the by the gate, powering that up. You're about like. I uh, right, right, okay. Yeah, you're farther well, away. But I, I would mention they are shapeshifters, well, knowing Ildov. So. Yeah, so he says, uh, "Well, that is good to know. Uh, I will keep an eye out for anyone who comes up. Uh, but uh, my main concern is just keeping everyone out at this point. So uh, I will do my darndest. So to and speak. yell out if you need us. We will come running." Well, I'll probably just use some sort of spell that would contact <laughs> Typical wizard. I, I assume so, but I appreciate you letting us know we're here to help. Yes, of course. Um, and then, Yarvik, you can toddle back over. Was there any resistance to the gate when I closed it? Did I feel any wind of somebody moving by me going through the gate? No. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine then. Yep. It's closed. Um, so you uh, make your way back over to the group. Uh, so you're all sort of standing there. Uh, Professor Rop uh, has extricated herself from uh, from Cassian, uh, and Professor Tylo is helping her uh, over to uh, actually gotten her onto that floating gurney that they had, uh, so that they can make haste towards the Goge. Uh, and you are somewhat left to your own devices. Professor Rop did say that Awen's rooms were probably the best place for you to go to hold up. Uh, what would you all like to do? Can I get everybody quick? Because I don't think Cassian knows yet. Just get a. Can, can I get you guys in the huddle for a second here before oh, we move along? Yes, sure. all right. Is he, uh, I love huddles. Don't put your hand on my shoulder. <laughs> Which one? He's not tall enough. I know, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of huddles. You mean this one? And I hold out in front of everyone the dark hand. <gasps> So, so yeah. yeah, out in front That's of him, his so right good. hand, which up until recently was marble white, uh, is now obsidian black. 
Oh my. I'm sorry. It's been too long too. since the last episode. Do, I can't remember if I knew this already or not. You do not. The only two people who know about it are Eowyn and Olash. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And oh, what the, what the hell is that? I pull back the hood just enough so you can see I have a beard, but no tattoo. Wait, so they're just like, y'all, did y'all go inside? They're not inside no, yet. We're they not are standing sort of. Uh, so I'm just watching all of this. Uh, if you want to be, or you yeah. could have kept going. It's up to you. Yeah, no, actually, probably I would be, I would be uh, sniffing out that book. Okay, cool. So, so Ildov doing. is yeah. sniffing. And we cut back to Yarfish. Not in, yeah. Not in a literal sense. Yeah, no, no. Ildov is down on well, all fours. No, it is in a literal sense, ground. but I'm very sneaky about Ildov it. Ildov held up a piece of paper to her nose and got a good whiff, and then got uh-huh. down on all fours and is, is trying to bloodhound her way to the book. So this is just like when she was underground and licking the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. licking okay. rocks and... Okay. So I can sense there's person. paper somewhere in this school. I just don't know where. <laughs> So yes, I, I show the obsidian arm. I pull back just enough so you can see that I have no tattoo, but my facial hair has grown back and nothing else. Uh, I, I guess I like the new look, but what's it about? I made a deal with Cackling Agatha. <sighs> I I did it because I didn't think we had any other way for me us to fight back, and I had to renounce Ajia as my patron. I am no longer in her service. Whew. Yes, it's, it's quite a lot. Maybe we should uh, take this huddle to my room. Perhaps. There's one more thing I want to ask you, Eowyn. Okay. How badly will it go if I let the headmistress know that I am no longer a, a licensed magic user? Uh, because I'm not a I'm, cleric anymore. She'll be duty-bound to report you to the ORE. Understood. Okay, let's take oh. it to Eowyn's quarters. Uh, and Eowyn, that may also be the first moment that you realize that you're technically also now duty-bound to report him to the ORE. Yep. Oh, right. I'm kind of a narc, too, so... <laughs> then I would ask you this, narc. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds like a weird pinky-in-the-brain thing. Narc, narc. <laughs> since, since we have meant whatever we've meant to each other, you probably mean more to me than I mean to you, but I would ask that you allow me to turn myself in instead of you narking on me so that we can utilize this sacrifice I've had to make for the good that we need it for. I am more than willing to pay the price for taking it on once we've taken care of what we need to do. I find that acceptable. I mean, I've looked the other way with Cassian. I was about to say, I mean, we've, this whole time... You you tolerate Cassian. You actively do not like me. She loves me. Let's be clear. How did... Yeah. Platonic. Okay, let's go to my room. (laughs) Let's go to your room. (laughs) So I know where I stand. You all uh, continue on uh, going towards the the left-hand building, which is the student dormitory. Idle champions of the Forgotten Realms code time. Here we go. N-O-M-E-T-O-R-N-C-O-N-N. That code again is Gnome Torn Con. And it's good until June 23rd. If you haven't unlocked Drizzt yet, this might just help you out. Now, back to the show. Uh, let's check in with Ildov. Uh, so, Shydov, uh, you uh, have gotten a scent. Uh, yeah. the, important, the important thing is you don't really have to go looking for it because... Right, I know where it is. Because you know exactly where it is. Yeah. You head off. 
and go straight towards uh, the uh, the professor's housing, which is the the right hand building. Uh, because you know that when Ildov took the book, uh, she went out uh, just by the entrance and she buried it deep in the shade of a tree uh, that was outside. Um, yes. So the location is easy to find, but it's also very visible because it's right outside the entrance. All the windows look down on it. Uh, you can uh-huh. see it even from the other two buildings. And as the sun moves in the sky, shade moves, so you don't know where... if. If it's the right shade anymore. <laughs> it's also oh. just like also all true. shade. Yeah. There's too much shade right now. Yeah, and that's the yeah. other thing too. It's nighttime right now, so there is right. there is no shade. It's all is, shade. It's all shade, okay. Hmm. Um, so you continue over. We come back out in the morning, there's just holes all over the ground yes. sticking uh. in the shade. <laughs> like a dog trying to find a bone that was never there. Or like an animal crossing map that somebody's just taken to shit <laughs> yes <laughs> there there was our topical humor animal crossing you're welcome uh, so uh you make your way over um it's still invisible um and you find the tree uh it looks exactly like it the one that ildov has in her memories um mm-hmm. and you also notice that there are uh people around uh it looks like there are two people who are currently stationed so far as you can tell outside the entrance Mm. they both uh have ore tattoos on the backs of their hands uh they wear uh robes that mark them as as uh not not quite of like graduation level but probably juniors uh so this may they may have like you know tasked some of the more able students Mm -hmm. to to help out with defensive measures sure but they both stand uh, stand there ready. They each have like a little floating globe of light over their head, uh, helping them see. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tree is definitely within the, the radius of that light. Mm-hmm. All right. I am going to, uh, I'm going to pick up, um, a rock. Okay. Roll I'm going to stand. What? <laughs> Roll strength. Roll strength oh. to pick up a rock. It's not like it's not like yeah. A big we had to rock. do it for a manhole cover. Yeah. <laughs> Different situation. You weren't a nine foot tall demon. <laughs> you, yeah, like you I think I could pick he- up a rock. You remember how heavy that manhole cover was? Though? I don't even think that Shyok could get that manhole cover up. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Let me she at it. That, Where is it? She heard somebody tell a story. She heard somebody tell a story of throwing a rock to distract a guard. So she goes and picks up a boulder. Yep. And throws it. <laughs> so you pick up the rock yeah. of Gibraltar. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's essentially what I'm trying to do, though. Is <laughs> um, throw a rock in a the direction that's opposite from the tree, and hope. But I'm standing like just outside. The um, the like where the light touches. Okay. You know, so, <laughs> so you're in the elephant touches. graveyard. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, they wouldn't be able to see me anyway, but just so they can't also see this like rock floating. Gotcha. So standing sort of outside the radius of the light, uh, you pick up a rock. Um, it's not too big. It's not too small. It's just right. Um, <laughs> roll, uh, roll the dexterity. Okie dokie. 
Oh my god, are you kidding me? I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's, a nat, it's, it's a nat one. You get smushed. So you, you hit someone with the rock and it counts as an attack and ends your invisible spell. You, you pick up the rock and you're, uh, based on where you're standing, you're looking around you're like, okay, I'm going to throw it so it goes past them and yeah. then they'll they'll turn their heads and then I can easily just cast Mold Earth and, and start loosening the ground so I can get the book. So yeah. you throw it, but you misjudge the distance just a little bit, and you hit one of them in the side of the head, <laughs> which causes them instantly to turn and look, and, and they, they both turn and go, what was, what, what, did you see that? Uh, no, what happened? I, I heard something. They're like, yeah, so a rock just hit me in the side of the head. He leans down, he picks it up, he goes, he calls out, who's out there? And they start walking in your direction. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk um, a- away from them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna walk. Are there like leaves or anything on the ground? Uh, not really. It's a pretty well maintained uh, area. Okay, I'm gonna try to like, cause I'm still invisible, right? Yes, you are still invisible. So I'm gonna sort of try to like circle around, you know, the tree and like hide behind it. Okay. Even though I'm invisible, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, you know, like a, a blankie or something. <laughs> sure. So the one that you hit uh, with yeah. the rock uh, continues towards where you were and actually ends up exactly where you were standing. Thankfully, you have moved. Thankfully for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, the other one sort of peels off and posts up directly under the tree. Mm. Meanwhile, how bad does Shy Dove smell? Yeah. <laughs> how much brimstone can they smell? Uh, <laughs> not doesn't doesn't have a brimstone smell. Nah. Uh-huh. What uh, what is Dove's favorite fragrance? Just out of curiosity, Lindsay. Dracar Noir. You got a lot of armpits. For, you got you have more armpits than the normal person. It's a lot person, of armpits. So. Um. <laughs> but you know, uh, I meant like a cologne, but sure. <laughs> Sort of like a, it's like, it's like a sexy musk, you know, <laughs> like so almost like smoky, but like in a way that mm-hmm. entices you. Six months. Like well aged <laughs> infernal scotch. Yes. <laughs> smell like scotch, scotch and the butt of a cigar. Six <laughs> months. <laughs> <laughs> tobacco. Let's just say it. He smells like James Bond. <laughs> I smell like a documentary about Winston Churchill. Sex musk. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> while this is all I going smell down. like Elon Musk having sex. Sex oh. musk. Oh, no. That's not like... Let's disband the podcast. (laughs) That's it. it. I'm never going to be able to think of anything else when we record. Now more than ever. Clearly we've already sold out since we're doing all this sponsored content for sex music. Uh, They paid for mid-roll. What can I say? Uh, Anyway. It's pretty good. They said no wrong answers. They wanted our best. Yep. The rest of you uh, have now entered the student dormitory. Uh, The building itself is eerily quiet as you go in. Your footsteps echo in the marble halls. Uh, Eowyn, you well know your way to your room on the third floor. I very much do. 
passing through the entry hall, you see several glass-fronted display cases on either side that have various magic-slash-scientific things in them. Uh, let's get some perception uh, checks. picturing the, the Quandutch teams of years past. Yes. <laughs> Etchings. Did we ever establish what the rules of Quandutch are? I, why do we have to? They're pretty obvious. Yeah, I'm just curious. If you have to ask, you'll never yeah. know. You got to get the Gorkle uh, in the gripple before the other team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before the other team gets the snatch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me roll. A I got an 18. Ooh. 18. Very I got nice. a 24. 24. Whoa. 10. Ooh. 10. Cassian? Oh, 13. Sorry. 13. Okay. Um, so, uh, Olash and Eowyn, as you're walking through, uh, the two of you immediately notice that on your left-hand side, uh, there is a display case that is full of, uh, like, geology samples. Geological samples, rather. That's how you say that. And there are many... Hey, sorry. Um, my sound, like, kind of cut out for a second. Can you repeat what I saw? <laughs> yes. Uh, on the left-hand side, there's a display case of geological samples. Uh, G okay. So there are all sorts of stones and gems, uh, one of which is a small emerald. Uh, Yarfik, as you're walking through, you are just thinking about how much you're going to have to hide yourself while you are at this establishment and mm -hmm. also coping with your, your promise to to turn yourself in when this is all said and done. Um, but Cassian, while you don't notice what everyone else is noticing, you do notice that they noticed something. <laughs> like, you can see that both Eowyn and Olash are looking at the same thing um, very pointedly. We... I guess I follow their gaze. Have we told Cassian? You have not. Nope. Okay. I'm still walking. No, I don't think so. Is, is hey. that like... Cassian. What? Yavik! What, what, what? Um, oh, we're supposed to stay together. Uh, Bloody system. So you remember the scroll? Yeah. What uh, what scroll's that? The, Cassian, we got a scroll. So Cackling Agatha gave Yafik a scroll that gave us two different ways to separate a demon from its host. And <sighs> one of the ways... Them. Oh, Olash got it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right, for the, for the eye. Yeah, I yes. sold my soul not knowing that. I know. You <laughs> okay. Oh, right, 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 right. It's all coming back to me now. Um, yes. <laughs> but one of the ways requires one. One of the ways requires a whole heck of a lot of ingredients and many, many steps. Uh, almost as though that's not the way we were meant to do it. The other way. <laughs> <laughs> Something out there was telling emerald. us. You could still do it that way if you want to, but you maybe gotta do find this other way. Scales. Uh, yeah. Well, the other way. Let me. Let me. For for anyone who cares to listen. The other way requires a piece of white chalk, a red dragon scale, a displacer beast thorn, 20 milliliters of demon ichor, a pinch of pixie dust, one griffin feather, two manticore fangs, two hell's mane mushroom caps, poisonous, one unfertilized owl bear egg, five gallons of holy water, one personal item from host, one platinum rod, one foot in length, one set of strong restraints, preferably adamantine, and then a 13-step process. Oh, jeez. Um, uh... We have that all written requires... down already, right? Because I was not taking Yes, notes. it's a scroll. Yes, it's a scroll. It's right Great. here. Um, Great. And then the other way requires an <laughs> emerald. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, that sounds easier. 
Well, and there's uh, and there's one. Anybody, right? Is anybody besides us looking at the emerald? There's no one else here. How? What would you say, Eowyn, is the likelihood that that emerald is protected by magical traps? Oh well, I I mean I would know. Well, do I know? Do you know if if these sorts of things are protected by magical means? Yes. Like, do I know the the security mechanisms for these display cases? Um, these display cases, so far as you are aware, are not are not magically protected. Um, it is uh, sort of assumed that these students will behave accordingly, uh, knowing that there are repercussions for such uh, ne'er do well style activities. <sighs> Can't expel me. I uh, start trying to pick the lock on the case. If I'm Cassian, hold on, Cassian. What? 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 They're beholden to us. We can ask to borrow it. They like us. Well, the emerald will explode if we use it for the means it is meant to right, be used for. Right, but we were telling them that we already wanted to destroy the demon in the first place. I. They right now. I, I see what you're saying, Yarfik, but I kind of feel like this is a a situation where it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Trust Thank me, you, Olash. That's exactly my feeling. Oh, I can't Once we've separated the demon, we'll be even more, you know, heroes to them. So we can just... Yeah, honestly, they seem like they only to... halfway believe in the demon anyway. And for like, once we they were not that enthused about... For once, we don't have to lie. We don't have to go against the teachings of... Never mind. Just do it. Okay, then. Glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> I start picking a lock. Yep, go ahead. Or is there a lock? How's it work? There is a lock. Go ahead and uh, roll dex and add your proficiency. Put your gloves on first. I turn away. I can't bear to watch. I kind of thought I'm just always wearing those gloves now, to be honest. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to need to pop off some sleight of hand. Not always. (laughs) Just when I'm out and about. Your hands get so sweaty in there. It's just, you know, you need to let them breathe every once in a while. You used to walk around in chainmail armor with nothing underneath it. (laughs) <laughs> and I seem to have learned my lesson if you look at me now. Okay. That is a 36. Yeah, you bump it with your hip, Fonzie style, and it opens up. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it wasn't even locked. <laughs> <laughs> so less the gloves and more just really lack security. Yeah, basically. But yeah, you open it up and the, the whole glass front window swings open. Bink. I leave a bag of sand the exact same way. <laughs> uh, and just just like that, all the doors slam shut and this oh, large it. rolling boulder comes down the hallway. <laughs> oh, I thought you were serious for a second. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but a Nazi named Belloc comes in. Oh, God. <laughs> No, that also doesn't happen. Uh, no, you you pick up this this little emerald. It's about the size of like your average marble. Uh, it's not particularly large. Would I estimate it's worth at least a thousand gold? Mm, roll intelligence. Oh boy. But uh, not with proficiency. Just straight intelligence. Just straight intelligence. That is okay. Okay. Oh, seven. <laughs> you're you're not sure. Appraisal is never something that you are particularly interested in. It doesn't seem like a pursuit of useful knowledge. Um, so you've never really no, done much not. studying in that. I don't care how much magical item is worth monetarily. Well, anyway, it is important that this... Um, Cassian, I don't know if you're much for 
appraising items. You used to work for Antiques Roadshow, right? <laughs> yeah, have we not gotten into that part of my extensive backstory? <laughs> uh, no, but, but it is important that the emerald be at least worth at least a thousand gold, and I, I, just, I, I, mean, oh, I just don't know. I, I feel like in Cassian's sort of roguish career, I might have picked up some knowledge about that. Can I can I give this one a shot? Sure. Same thing. Uh, intelligence. Straight intelligence. Straight intel. Okay. Not my best stat, but not quite my worst. Well, no. Tied for worst. <laughs> also a seven. Okay. <laughs> you look at it, and, and with that patented Cassian bravado, you make a real show of looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, holding oh, it up yeah. in front of your eye, twisting it, turning it, making sure you look at every sniffing facet, it. sniffing it, wafting it under my nose, uh, <sighs> and uh, you like press it together between your hands and then open them up quickly to see if anything happened and nothing did because that's not oh, a thing. You, you press it to digitate a jeweler's loop. Yep. Ophrazia's <laughs> <laughs> uh, sake. And then you hold it out and you have no idea. I I I yell Ophrazia's oh, sake. I grab, I grab it from him. I'm a dwarf. I should know about jewels. So, <laughs> so what am I rolling again? Just yeah, you're just straight intelligence. Okay. Oh, I should roll it too. <laughs> Let's get all hands on this ball. That's a 19. With a 19, <laughs> you look at it and uh, you're you're like, stop this nonsense, and you you grab it uh, out of Cassian's hand and you take a look at it, and, uh, and this is this is not a thousand gold piece emerald. Uh, you know, it's not worth nothing, but this is oh. far too small. I rolled a seven. <laughs> you also don't know, but it is. <laughs> oh, darn it. Like, it's a very nice emerald. It would make one hell of, like, a nose ring piece. Mm. And the green really oh. complements your skin tone. Mm. True. Well, drag. This isn't, this isn't we... the size we're looking for. This is worth something, but not worth enough. It won't work. It's too easy. Okay. Can you use a pile of emeralds that add up to a thousand, or do I do we just have to wait to find the right one? By itself, that's we have to find the right one. No, I don't think so. It says carefully drill one centimeter deep holes into the emerald. Uh, so let's put this right, back, put it back, close it back up, and let's move on our way. It's almost as if someone's putting red hands in our way. What if we teach them a valuable lesson about locking Cassian. up their jewels? Cassian. <laughs> No, absolutely not. <laughs> we are guests here, Fine. Cassian. Fine. That headmistress was pretty hot. I put it back. <laughs> so you put How it back you? in. Close the door. And you... you it's not an insult. You, like, Fonzie hip-smack it again, and it, it closes and locks. Uh, and then you turn around and give double thumbs up and go, because uh, it's Just try to keep everybody's spirits up, because I know that was disappointing. Yep. Um, and the <laughs> four of you continue on. You find the staircase and go up to Eowyn's rooms. Uh, opening the door, Eowyn, you find your rooms are, as Professor Rop said, they are exactly as you left them. Yet what? filled with emeralds! No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I ask everybody to look to look the other way as I open a secret compartment and check on um, my, my plant. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, just kidding. Wouldn't it be funny if Aaron was growing weed in her dorm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you meant. It truly didn't even occur to me. Uh, I thought you were just ashamed to care about something. Uh, Aaron, yeah. what does your room no. look like? Oh, my room. Uh, my room has so many. It's just books upon books upon books. Not. I don't even have enough. I didn't waste 
there's a few shelves, but the rest of the space is taken up with scrolls and books stacked on top of each other. There is a, there is a little potted um, plant, but of course it's a magical little herb that when you rub it, it gives off a glowing light. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there is a poster of uh, a famous magic user from from time past and then a picture under it of me doing a hover hand pose for a uh that I, we spent an hour sitting for for somebody to draw and uh <laughs> my arms not around their shoulder it is a hover hand um and then um yes there is a bed it's pretty spartan um there's a lot of quills pens ink um and the curtains are drawn so that any light doesn't distract me from my studies excellent uh, so what are y'all doing? Anybody make, have make any thoughts? <laughs> Sorry. At home. Continue. I, I was just saying, make, your, make yourself sit at home, I suppose. Don't touch anything, though. Um, uh, I touch him. things at home. Yeah. Right. Um, well, then don't make yourself at home. <laughs> Uh, okay. No, I start touching everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh God. <laughs> Would you mind just keeping a just a mental list of everything you touch, please? Thank you. Yarvik just like stretches. Yarvik stretches out on the rug in the center of the room. Just starts like really making loud noises. Oh man. What are you wild. You making rug angels? To, yes. Feed the fabric. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Pumanife at teampumanife.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. If you've got that supportive itch, head to bailproject.org and help the Bail Project reform a legal system that preys on those in poverty. If you're still feeling supportive after all that, you can also head to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and help us keep the digital lights on. You can even go to dumpstattees.com and pick up a fresh, funky, fly dumpstat tea using the promo code IWPOP. And, of course, you can always help expand our wiki at IWVT.fandom.com. The Improvised Weapons metal theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. Adam's latest album, Things Fall, is on Bandcamp, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere you might go looking for it. You can peruse the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for Battlebards Prime, or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. You can find out more about the video game Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms at CodenameEntertainment.com and be on the lookout each week for a code for a free in-game gold chest. Tune in next time as Eowyn, Olash, Yarfik, and Cassian try to figure out how to find Shydog, who, unbeknownst to them, is taking some drastic action. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>